Kia ora and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Exit Trials football podcast, the home of alternative football. If you're listening to us for the first time, thank you for tuning in. After all, we are the number one football podcast here in New Zealand. I hope you've all had a great start to the new year. To kick off our first episode of 2020, we're covering the game of the weekend, contested by one of the fiercest rivalries in British football. It's Cardiff City versus Swansea City. This is the South Wales Derby Special. Joe Allen, he's got a chance to let one go, and he scored! The youngster in his first ever appearance in a Welsh Derby, the 19-year-old Joe Allen. Slides it up to Emnes, on the edge of the D. Emnes back heels the ball, shoots left foot in, he scored! Marvin Emnes has broken the deadlock! Ramsey, Bellamy, off the post and in! What a strike from Craig Bellamy! And he might just have won the derby for Cardiff! And it comes, high across goal, and he goes in! By Stephen Hawker, it's 1-0! 960, Bully header, 3-0! Absolutely dominant by Swansea City, Wilfred Bully! Looks it in! Oh yeah! There it is, Swansea City win the Welsh Derby. They dominated against the Cardiff City side, only 1-0 in the final scoreline, but it could have been a whole lot more. No my Haramai, welcome back to the pod. It's Saturday, the 11th of January here in Auckland. Uh, if you happen to be Welsh or have an interest in the Championship, then you will know we're less than two days away from the biggest game of the weekend, possibly the season. Uh, It's part two of the South Wales derby, Cardiff City versus Swansea City. The Swans won the first game at the Liberty 1-0 thanks to a goal by Ben Wilmot. Uh, That result has set up quite the tie this weekend, uh, where Swansea have the opportunity to create some history by becoming the first team to do a league double in this fixture dating back to 1912. This alone should tell you how competitive the derby is. But the South Wales derby is much more than a game of football. Its uh, antics off the pitch over the decades has given this tie its infamous reputation as one of the fiercest rivalries in the British game. Joining me to discuss uh, this derby is a Cardiff City fan. Now, don't worry, we're not in the same room or in the same country. It's definitely not going to kick off in here because uh, we're separated by over 18,000 kilometres of land and sea. Our guest today is all the way in Bridgend, South Wales. Uh, despite being a bluebird, he's actually a good mate of mine who shares a brilliant first name. It's Mr. Reese Hoff. Blue the with our Reese. Hi, how's it going? You alright? Yeah, mate, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad. What, what's the weather like back home, mate? Usual. Nothing changes, even since you've gone. Still cold and rainy and wet. <laughs> um, how was your New Year's and Christmas? Good? Yeah, not too bad. I headed back to Abrera and had a week back at home. It was uh, pretty decent, apart from everyone getting ill. <laughs> so literally, yeah, bed bound for a week. How was it with you? Uh, oh, yeah, sunny, mate. <laughs> I don't want to rub it in. <laughs> oh, rub, rub it in. <laughs> oh. I mean, you can't have turkey in the sun. It doesn't sound nah, right. Nah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, we, we've, we've, um, we always have turkey, right? Like, the Kiwis look at us and think, oh, we're weirdos, but... Because over here, Christmas, that their meat is ham. I just cannot deal with that. Um, like I have to have a turkey. Like a ham, a ham roast? Like a ha- yeah. 
Yeah, it's not Christmassy, is it? Oh, do, do you not have like a full sprouts and the roast dinner and everything? No, we do, we do. Our family does, but I've like my missus and stuff. The Kiwis like they just have the ham and sort of like a barbecue with a salad and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is Aww. not, this is not Christmas. <laughs> no, that's not Christmas. That's it's not, not Christmas. <laughs> You must be sweating out eating a roast dinner over there in that temperature. Um, the, the last few years hasn't been that hot, but it can be. Uh, it's still weird, though, and I? I do miss um, Christmases back home. Yeah. Where we don't get the snow. Where people think, like, on you know, people. Oh, we that, don't even get the snow either. Nah, people people think, oh, you know, in the UK, you know, like it's white Christmas. It's never white. <laughs> it's usually just rain. No, nah, it's raining. <laughs> Grey and raining. <laughs> oh, but anyway, um. Let's give uh, let's give the listeners some context here. So how I know you. So I've known you for oh gosh, since I was in year possibly year six, primary. And- yeah, so when I when I moved to when I moved to West Wales, so thirteen normal years. Yeah, um, and it's quite funny actually. So we had um, a new housing estate, right? That was built behind our house. And uh, it was called uh, Court of Brennan, right? Court of Brennan, that's right? Yeah. Yeah, um, King's Court. Good memory. And uh, there was a nickname that went out for the, the housing estate. People called it Court of Brummy because all the, the people from Birmingham coming down there. And uh, my, my dad, Key, um, God bless his soul, uh, he told us uh, not to talk to any of the kids there. <laughs> because it, all these kids from England, you know, coming down, uh, taking their houses and taking the jobs and all this stuff. And um, anyway, I remember um, seeing this seeing this uh, big big boy uh, wearing a black uh, Cardiff City shirt. It was the uh, the black shirt with uh, the Saint David's uh, cross on the sleeves. Com- comms direct. I think I've still got that shirt. Yeah, yeah. So I remember seeing that. I thought, oh, okay. And then um, I, I don't know. We ended up talking, and your name was Reese, and my name was Reese, and I was like, oh, natural fit, natural fit. And since then, we've been best mates, really. Um, I, I I did consider you as a big brother to me because we used to hang out and stuff and yeah that nah, it was a, a good times uh, yeah really good times back in the day and I have to say mate you're probably Ages the enough. person that get probably the person that got me into football really because up in West Wales um, you know football's not really <laughs> it's non-existent really more more the oval shape yeah it's all egg right um, and yeah I'd say you're the one that got me into football mate so thanks for that. Oh, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you're yeah. in the middle. <laughs> but anyway, you're, you're, you're a Cardiff fan. Um, yep. Let, let's start. Yeah, start from the start, mate. So, what what got you into supporting City? <sighs> my old man, really. He was on a. I remember one of the first games I went to in Indian Park. I was <laughs> about nine or ten. My father taking me. Was in the old Indian Park on a ball bag, and I remember it. So I went to Tesco's for the game, got a little, took a little pack of lunch for me. I have no idea what to expect. And yeah, I think it was in old... I'm trying to think of the... Because the league changed his name. But yeah, it was on, I remember, a Friday night on the Bob back. And because of all like the trouble, he used to have like, a fence across. And all the kids used to go like the front of the fence. Me nor having a clue. They used to have like, grease paint on top to stop people climbing over. I just put my arm on top. I remember just staying in my first shirt full of this like black grease. <laughs> Yeah, it must be about 10 or 11. I used to go with my father, and yeah, just ever since then, really. Do you remember the score? No, I remember one of the first... I don't know if it was the first game, the first couple of games. It was a game game against Wrexham. And like, I remember 
Wrexham had that striker. Was it Morel, the striker, the ginger one? I remember him playing for them. Oh, yeah. I think I had, I think I had Dennis Lawrence there as well, centre-back. <laughs> it was that long ago. But yeah. yeah, I have no idea what the score is. I just remember being cold, covered in grease paint, <laughs> and a ginger striker up top. <laughs> that was about it. So um, let's go over your your highlights, uh, being the City fan then. So what's your highlights over the years? Oh, I don't think it's been much for the last few years. Even like, even over the promotions and stuff, there's always been something tainting them behind it. I, I probably the biggest one was probably FA Cup run in two thousand eight. Yeah, the two trips to Wembley. I probably I, I probably put that up there. Another one I would say, the Carlin Cup semi final against Palace was a good one as well. The atmosphere of that game. Probably most recently, I say when we first went up and we beat Man City three two the first game of the season. It's, yeah, I'd put them up there. And probably the playoff final against QPR. I was quite young. I just remember sitting right at the top of the Millennium Stadium and watching that goal go in as well. The Andy Campbell extra time. But yeah, it's been... I think last 10 years has been most successful for the club. But I don't know, there's yeah, something tainting behind her all the time. Like the rebrand and then last season, just dreadful football, just holding yeah, back. Yeah, I was going to cover that, mate. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the owners first, so... What's your opinion like yeah. on? Um, well, let's go back to Sam Haman. <laughs> yeah, I've literally since I supported him, has always been some like madhead in charge. But to give uh, context to the listeners, so Sam Haman uh, was a billionaire from uh, Lebanon. Um, uh, no, well, was he a billionaire or was he self-proclaimed billionaire? Or was he? What was he? <laughs> well, I think it's since come up, he's just been he's just like a loan shark. I think he got his money in from everywhere. He's just like a middleman. <laughs> Because he had Wimbledon, didn't he? And then he left Wimbledon and Cardiff. Yeah. But yeah, he was like, he left the club on the brink, didn't he? He was threatening to put the club into administration. like last, And it got saved last minute then. Peter Ridgedale and everyone come in. Yeah. Um, so we, we're not sure how much money he actually has. Or if, if, even if he had any money, he probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a Manhattan. I remember... Um... Probably more than me. Probably more than me, but I, didn't have, I don't think he had loads. No. <laughs> do, you, do you remember those, the, that, that story... Um, that uh, a player signed for Cardiff, and a part of his like his clause was that he had to eat like a, a lamb's testicle. Yeah, Spencer Pryor. Apparently, there's like loads of stories like that for like when he first came and everything. <laughs> Can you just imagine that just turning up with like a sheep's bollocks on a plate? Like, Here you go, <laughs> Philly boots. Do you? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Ayatollah celebration that that he coined it right, or it, it came famous at. After him, right? No, no, that's... I think... I don't know. I don't know. That's from the 90s, I think. And I think when he came in then, he obviously started using it. And I think it got a bit of traction from that. But I think that's come from, like, the early 90s when we were proper in the basement in the bottom of League 2, I think. That's come from there. But yeah, I think it got a bit more popular then when he came in. Yeah, so the, the Ayatollah um, celebration is... I don't know. How, what's the story behind that, mate? It's, some, it's about the, some Iranian... Um, chic away. Yeah, he apparently, died, again, they, in the 90s, some Cardiff like, fan watched on the TV, they are, and then yeah, the head slap and all that stuff, and then yeah. they decided to bring that to Cardiff. And I don't know how, how is that. A, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the link is. <laughs> like that, what that, that guy the other day that Trump bombed. Um, I didn't see them doing that Ayatollah for that guy. <laughs> Out in Tehran. We've stolen that. We've we've ta- we've taken her over now. We've just yeah. taken her from the Iranians. What, they can't what, claim what's, any what's, of that. What do you think of that celebration then? It seems to die down a little bit the last couple of years. 
Yeah. Just yeah, I don't know. It's always been a thing since I started going. So it's always been there, really. But when you look at it, yeah, with the link with the Iranian from like the nineties, because they were distressed and we were crap. But somehow, a magical link has stayed since. <laughs> Oh god! You see those memes, mate. About um, I think a few Swansea fans have been sharing the, a, a picture of uh, of Cardiff City Stadium, Legoland, right? And uh, they put the caption saying Donald Trump, "Donald Trump lives here." <laughs> <laughs> they more than welcome the bomber after the game. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the QPR one. Have you seen that one? that's going around as well. No, no. What's that one? It's something like oh, I. Because after both had thrashings off them, it's like, oh, we're glad uh, Trump's already around, take the pressure off QPR invading Wales. <laughs> All right, mate. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the derby. So, um, as I said before, mate, it's much more than a game of football. Of not yeah. even it. Um, it's, it's, it's something else, really. I think for people that don't, know much about the derby they've they probably really, they've had a taste of it right in the premier league for that one season right um which is a shame because i think if we were both in the same league in the in the premier league for a while people would have got it right um, yeah but they got a little taster and i have to say mate it's, it's, it's up there that derby um and i'm not being biased it. It, it it is a lot more than a game of football um it is it's, it's, it, yeah like where, where do you think it stems from by the way because I've been reading a lot of. I've got a little history book here now, and um, a lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I got it for Christmas, mate. My missus, my missus, she's learnt well, mate. She's learnt well. She knows I, I love the swan, so she bought me this book. And for the m- most part, um, the the derby has been quite a little friendly one, right, up till the sixties, and then yeah. since the sixties, it's just kicked off. So, what's your take on it? I don't know. From what I viewed, there's a big thing. It's like the thing because Cardiff's the cap, got the capital states, didn't it? I think it's like stem from yeah. that and the view that Cardiff get everything and Swansea gets nothing. And if you see Swansea city, city center, you can see why. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I yeah, joke side, I think it does stem for that, don't it? I think the animosities come from there really and just build up over the years. I think because there was a massive gap in where we didn't play for a while, apart from Welsh Cups. I think it's the tension just grown and grown and grown. No, that's true, mate. I think it's, it's, it does come down to, I think, society, um, where Cardiff do get a lot of everything, and the rest of, pretty much the rest of the country, not just Swansea, get bugger all, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's where it's come from. Um yeah, I mean, the 90s, like 80s and 90s, you know, obviously football hooliganism was up there. Yeah. Um, the, the Battle of Ninian, Ninian Park in 1993, um, that was... Sort of chairs thrown and everything, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, the derby is so prolific because um, the police have brought in a new, like, they've had to bring in new, like, uh, systems or approaches yeah. to trying to stop it. It's so the, that's why it it's makes... It's the only, it's the, from what I know, it's the only game in the country where they have the restrictions like they do for the South Wales derby. Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. So I, think, I think Swansea fans are going to meet at the stadium a quarter to eight on Saturday, haven't they? And, like, get chaperoned in from there then and hang out at the stadium surrounded by police for two hours before they get into the ground. Yeah, I mean, before we get into that, so, like, right, after that, the events of 1993, um, they banned <laughs> uh, the Way fans from um, the following game. So like that was the first time in Britain they've done that. They banned the way team, um, the way fans from from watching the game, and then going to now, 
um, they've introduced the bubble trips, right? Yeah. The fans, the way fans have to meet at the, the designated place at the home ground and then bus all the way to the stadium, police escorted as well, and then um, bus back. So you can't go in, go to the game independently. Now, I think for this game, it's like 100, I think 100 fans from Swansea fans, like, could have applied for a special, like, pass to go directly to the stadium if you live in, in Cardiff, I think, or if you have any... Uh, yeah, I think... I think they've done it for the Cardiff fans as well. They used yeah. off a little bit this year, but not massive amount. But I mean, only a hundred tickets out of how many thousand? Do you mean like so? You you yeah. have a, there's a few stories out there where because Cardiff Swansea is only separated up like forty miles, right? So some fans, some, yeah, some Swansea true. fans that live in Cardiff, like literally a stone's throw away from the stadium, have to travel on a Sunday to Swansea. There's no trains early in the morning. Quarter to eight in the morning. Quarter yeah. to eight in the morning, just to catch a bus from Swansea back to Cardiff, watch the game, bus back to Swansea, and then uh, you know somehow get back to Cardiff. So it's like a two hundred mile trip for a game of football, which it is mental. You know. it, yeah, it, it shouldn't be like that, should it? No, it shouldn't. Because I know they they literally. I don't know if they do it now, but like when we first came back and the bubble came in, yeah, they literally just shut down the M4 as well. Yeah, oh really? Yeah, so it was literally. Nothing. They just blocked the M4 for like for the buses to go past. Wait, where do the um, where do the teams stay? Do they just bus in on the day? Yeah, they might. I don't know. They treat like a home game because, I mean, traveling twenty minutes to stay at the Vale seems a bit pointless, doesn't it? Are there any hotels in Swansea? I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but yeah, I don't know. It's a bit like, would you treat would you treat it like a home game? Because all our effort, but then. I don't know, it's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, I, I, to be fair, Cardiff, would they want to stay in Swansea for a night? <laughs> nah, I'd, I'd rather drive the half hour, to be honest. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. So, so they brought in the bubble... Oh, sorry, the first they brought in the ban in the way fans, which is a common occurrence now in Europe, uh, Eastern Europe. Um, then they brought in the bubble trips for this tie. And now... Um, they introduced it um, at the first game. Uh, it was the facial recognition um, system where they, yeah. they video people and stuff. And like that's caused a lot of fuss now because they've done that now for the second game. Um, and people are uh, yeah, uproaring about this because you know they're videoing people not, near, not, not just near the ground, but all over the city. And it's sort of, mm. a, it's sort of a, a 1984 situation where you know, not everyone's going to go to the game. So you're videoing people or capturing footage of people that are not even tied to going to the game. And even if they are going to the game, it's not, they're not necessarily going to cause trouble, you know? Um, and yeah, I'm pretty... I don't, how do you feel about that, mate? I, to be honest, I haven't got a massive thing I get. From reading how it works, it's literally... They upload a one list of photos and the camera just scans, drops a picture straight away. And then if there is a match, it'll flag up everything else. It's just deleted. I don't know, yeah, I, I don't know, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It's like a two-sided coin. It's a good thing, but then it's a bad thing with the invasion of privacy and everything. That's right, and that's right. And then the thing is, mate, they could use that footage for... Let's just say someone, someone gets raped, right? <laughs> in Cardiff, right? Not even in the night, but let's say a few weeks down the line. They could use that footage or somehow, you know, let's say a witness um, describes this person and then somehow they go to the footage and go, oh, we've got someone that fits that similar build. <laughs> <laughs> I know oh, the footage. Yeah, the foot the footage they take. I think is deleted straight away, Doesn't so nothing's really? captured. Okay. Yeah, so it's literally just it's like CCTV that can kind of 
flag up if someone who they want is there. Yeah. Everything else, and I think it is deleted from what from what I understand, anyway. Hopefully, they, they delete the footage for you then. If you're going to commit some crimes yeah. on the day, touch wood. <laughs> right. Um, let's go back to the owners. So uh, you've had um, Sam Herman, uh, Peter Risdale, and then long came Vincent Tan, all the way from Malaysia. The main man. <laughs> the main man. T- tell me, mate. What? What do you th- what do you feel about Tan? What's he, what's he achieved at the club? If you, the rebrand was a massive bollock drop, wasn't it? Yeah, I just like threw the fans, split the fans, big time. I only now it's just starting to get back together because of the wild. It was literally in fight and everything. It was absolutely brutal. I remember just going to games. People who wore a red shirt were just getting hammered with abuse and everything. It was that. It was really bad in fighting. <laughs> It it was brutal. I think, I think some people bought into it with a promise of money off the back of it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was just wrong, wasn't it? To be honest, I think it's, if you took the rebrand out of it and what we've done and achieved while he's been here, you, I don't think you could fault him really. Two promotions and he's chucked money where it's needed, but then he's done a massive ball drop of the rebrand, and I think it's tainted it big time. No, I, I agree, mate. Um. <sighs> Did it did it hurt you guys when you went up to the Premier League, but you couldn't wear your, you know, it wasn't Cardiff, was it? Like, it wasn't your Cardiff. City. Yeah, no, it, it was, it was it was weird, especially our first home game. Man City come out in blue, and then the home team man coming out in red. It it, it didn't fit right. Nah. But like some fans haven't been back to a game since from it. it like affected them that much. Really? Yeah, it's it caused yeah it caused absolute ructions and people yeah people just getting hammered. Apart from the rebrand, you're pretty happy what you know Tan's achieved in this time there. All right, we've had two promotions. I mean, yeah, we've had apart from the Slade era, which was dire. We've been competitive, I'd say, apart from the scenes a bit in the doldrums. But I'd say we've been competitive in most of the seasons, and he has chucked money about. So can't fault on that side. I don't think. Like um, I remember when he first came in, and, and like around that time, um, very vocal. Like we we'd hear the news over here about some of the stuff he was getting up to, um, but these days he's sort of is he is it right to say he's he's quieted down a bit? He's like yeah, he's taking a step back. I think it's the chief exec and the chairman are kind of there in the background. Cause even with the Salah stuff, you didn't really hear that much from him, which. I think a couple of years ago, you'd have been right in the limelight over that. Yeah, I know, I know. I actually forgot about that, mate. Um, the whole... Yeah, what was that situation like for the fans? The Salah situation? That was a bit weird. I think it was a bit weird for everyone, wasn't it? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's all going to court and everything. So, yeah, it was, it was devastating, just purely on like a human side of it because of what happened. It was such like a weird atmosphere, that game after it as well. It was like you didn't really know how to react or how to to think it because he was one of your players, but he never really played for you, and like the tragic circumstances around it. Then it was yeah, it was weird. Do Do you think um, so? What What was your thoughts on that then? When obviously you, as the fans and the club at the time, they commemorated his death right as a City player, but then you mm. know a few weeks pass and you know the uh, what the club says they're not going to pay us a, a penny. For the transfer, because technically he didn't sign for Cardiff. So, like, yeah. what, what, was your, what was your... That didn't look well. It's mental, yeah. isn't it? It's just... 
No, it's it's purely because of the money, and it? it literally comes down to because of the money. I mean, it was sad, and like it was a bit weird them all that, and then kind of distancing themselves from it. I mean, I don't know whether I don't think anyone knows what the technical things are behind it, but apart from that, yeah, it was a bit. It was strange, is yeah, celebrating it and then kind of putting it out, whoa, 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 maybe it wasn't ours after all. It was a bit, yeah, it didn't sit right. Yeah, um, we've talked about owners, we've talked about your rebranding. Uh, let's talk about your managers over this the last few seasons. So you've had some colourful yeah. uh, managers at, at Cardiff. Uh, let's go back from oh, the days of uh, Dave Jones. I think that was the last time where we played decent footballs under Dave Jones. Didn't get promoted, but I think that was a, probably the best team since I've been watching Cardiff who under the Dave Jones era. I don't think we've had a decent striker since then either. I think Jay Bothroyd on his day was amazing. And since then, we I don't think we've had anyone to lace his boots since. Even Cornelius. <laughs> or Gary Medine. <laughs> oh, mate. The stories coming out about him now are just unbelievable. What have you got for me? There's rumours going around, apparently. They, they did, got rid of his contract because he liked going around Cardiff fight, fighting people for money. Apparently that's the strong rumour going around. It sounds absolutely batshit crazy, so <laughs> apparently there's a bit of truth in it. Well, well was he fighting down Chip Alley, was he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a couple of pints deep and uh, dropping gloves. And then uh, and the kebab. <laughs> the way out. <laughs> <laughs> On the way home, man, with a black eye. <laughs> that's mad, because didn't, didn't, didn't you sign him for like £6 million? And he's, he's not scored a goal. Two years ago, six, yeah. <laughs> two years ago, £6 million. Half of that time he spent on loan with Sheffield. <laughs> and he can't admit he, he has been useless. What's the stats he like? He has a score, mate. 27, 28 appearances, right? Or something like that. Yeah, one assist. That's it. Oh, did he actually get assist? What was assist then? Was it off his head or something? Or... <laughs> yeah, he flicked the ball on. What game was it? He flicked the ball on for a game that we won. Yeah. Towards the end of the promotion season. That was about it. <laughs> Absolute waste of space. I don't know. Six million quid on that is dreadful. <laughs> so uh, we ha- you had um, Dave Jones. I remember Dave Jones. I thought he was a good manager for Cardiff. Probably the longest serving yeah, I can remember. Just, um, and he just couldn't yeah. take us a step above. Yeah, he could Because since then, I think our transfers have been horrendous overall as well. But like the players we had under him could actually play decent football since then. I mean... Yeah, there's been a couple, but the majority have been dreadful. Because you, you, you got to the FA Cup final, didn't you, with uh, with Dave? Yeah. Yeah, I remember going up for those, t- the two games at Wembley as well. Because it was a semi-final against Barnsley with Joe Ledley with our, like... Oh, yeah. Volley. Yeah, the... Uh, less said about the final, the better. <laughs> Sloppy hands ankle, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> God, do you remember that um, when uh, Rambo came off... Um... Off the bench. At the time, I think he was probably the youngest player to play in the FA Cup final. Yeah, I think he was... I think it was it was either the season or the season after he made his debut. So he was like 16, 17 at the time. But when he was on the pitch, he was the best player on the pitch. He should have started. Yeah, did, did you ever think that when you when you watched him, do you ever think he will make it as a top player? Yeah, he had... Because I remember when he first started playing and he he just had that something about him. Like, no one else had that, like, that extra touch, that extra like that turn... And he's always playing with his head up, just like looking. He he looked special back then. To be fair, he was yeah. He was he's probably pretty good. I remember um, 
at the Dave Jones, you had some interesting signings towards, I think it was like 2007, 2008. You had Robbie Fowler, you had uh, Hasselbank. <laughs> Jimmy Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> we signed, um, who do we have? The other striker as well. Oh, you, you oh, had... Uh, I can't remember his name. Did, didn't you have Travis Sinclair? Kevin Campbell. Kevin Campbell. Travis Sinclair, yeah. Kevin Campbell. Who else do we have? We're just rolling out like the old leads. It was like 1990s match of the day. <laughs> Sinclair wasn't too bad, to be fair. He played fullback quite a bit. He was, he was out of the four of them, he was the most decent. Hasselbank, he scored that worldly, didn't he, in the FA Cup against Wolves. Mm. We kind of that dummy pullback top corner. He, Hasselbank's all right. His legs are gone. But Fowler was a bit... Yeah. Shite. <laughs> so, after Dave Jones, who, who did you have after that? Because all I can remember is, like, you got, like, Malky Mackay. And... Malky, wasn't it? Yeah. Malky Mackay came in after Dave Jones. That was when Tan yeah. took over as well, I think. Yeah, just an open checkbook. I think anyone, whoever we had managing, I would have, think would have taken us up then, looking back, to be honest. Do you... What was your memories of Malky? Obviously, he got you promoted, but, I mean, I'm talking about during that that season in the Prem. Did, when, when did you get sacked? It was around Christmas time, wasn't it? It was either just before or just after Christmas. It's when we played Liverpool, I think. It was the first game. Either his first or his... Either his last game before he was sacked or the first game after he got sacked. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think... We were a decent side then. I mean, we were tough to beat, break down. And we had a couple of players who actually played quite a bit. But yeah, then, as I say, yeah, all the fun started then with the texts text and everything with the players signing and stuff. So I think it's still going on legally about that as well and everything. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't, there, wasn't there some racial element behind that as yeah, well? Yeah, what was it? I'm trying to think. Where it was. There's te- text messages going between him and, not like the director of football, but like the like head of recruitment because them two kind of come as a package Ian Moody I think his name was and I think yeah apparently there was texts going past and he, the stuff he was saying to players and stuff as well were a bit like close to the bone and I think, well, I think to be fair that kind of stuff probably goes on in every club but I think someone had something against him and just leaked it all <laughs> oh god and then um, after that you had um, well Ollie came in right? oh. Um Bloody hell, mate. When you think of it, look at Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer now at Man United. That people forget that he was with Cardiff and he took I think him he down. had a he had a I think he got he got a better record, like win ratio with Cardiff and he's going Man United. Really? Yeah, I think it's like a couple of percent in it. I think he had like thirty with us, he's got like twenty eight percent with Man United or something, something like that. <laughs> mate, he was dreadful. The players he signed I've never heard of before or since. You, you mentioned Cornelius, right? So mm. <laughs> Oh gosh. How much was he? It's like eight million. He was like the record signing at the time. I think I remember him coming on it was the Man City game, one of the first home games, and he just looked like he never played football before or he's never run before. Yeah. Just didn't have a clue. Oh gosh. He was worse than when we had Eddie Johnson. Oh yeah, I remember Eddie Johnson. Was he American, wasn't he? Yeah, I remember one game. He, I don't think he knew what the offside rule was. He'd like ask for a pass, and he was about twenty yards offside, like near the corner flag, asking for the ball. <laughs> Definitely American. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you had Solskjaer, and then uh, yeah, you did get relegated, um, and then uh, what was the bowl guy called? Um, Russell Slade. He was dreadful as well. Yeah. But he, to be fair, though, he was brought in to. To recoup some of that money lost from getting relegated, yeah, he, right? he was there for like I think he was just there to cut costs and keep us Definitely, in the league, yeah. pretty much. So we just flogged wherever he could and just kept us <laughs> in the league. Uh, I mean, the am I right in saying that? Boring. 
Uh, am I right in saying that uh, Walnut came after him? No, no, we had um, Paul Trollop Ben come in for a bit. Oh, he was, yeah, yeah. He was Slade's assistant, so he came in there and he tried to, like, with the players Russell Slade had, he had tried to play, like, possession football, tick attacker with five of the back, and it just wasn't working. I think he's one of those. He's a really good coach, but he just can't manage. Because he's, like, he's a Brighton. Is he a Brighton now? Or he was? I'm not sure, mate. I, I know he was with the FAW, wasn't he? He, he was with... Wasn't he with Chris Coleman's team? Yeah, he was there when he was with Cardiff, like part time, and he's been—he's usually with Chris Hooten, and he's like he's decent, I think, coach, but manager. I think he's up to much. And then um, it, after him, Warner came in, right? Yeah. So what did you? Let's go back here now, and let's. Do you remember what you felt? Yeah, you first felt when you saw New Warnock sign for Cardiff. I think he was the right person at the right time. Then, to be honest, I think what was needed, but I think. He should have gone at the end of last season. After the Premiership, I think I think he's just lingered on now. I think that's tarnished his reputation at Cardiff a little bit. Oh, before that, mate, he, he got he promoted. Um, yeah. And at the time, what was it? His, his record... He's got a record, isn't he? Sixth or seventh promotion, I think it is. Yeah. Um, so some record there. Um, and then once he got that, I think he should have just retired then. You know, he had yeah. nothing to prove. He's left us in, like, the shite now because the players he got were Warnock players. Yeah. Play a certain way and that's it. And now we're kind of like stuck with it with Neil Harris trying to like sift through it. So I think it's going to take a while to turn over. But while he was here, what he'd done, he was effective. But I think, yeah, he, he stayed a bit too long, I think. Yeah. I mean, because um, you, you've spent, what, you've had two promotions to the Premier League. Uh, they've only lasted one season each, mate. <laughs> rub it in. Um, yeah, I will rub it in. Um <laughs> Out of the two, which one was your favourite? I don't know, because they both have, like... Because last season, I generally think we... If we had a, a go at it, some of the tactics we played were a bit bizarre towards the end. Yeah. If we had a go at it, I think, because... Was it two points in the end with Brighton? But we had games we could have won where we just, just didn't show up. I think last season was probably the most realistic to stay up. Right, the first season, the first half of the first season we went up was probably football-wise the most enjoyable, I think. Because we had to go with a few teams, but last season I probably practical is probably the best. But some of the decisions he'd done are like, he's only manager and team I know, they're like man-mark across the pitch all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you'd rarely see like a right-back, a left-back, and a left-back, a right-back, just following the wingers and not passing anyone on. It was, it was mental. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so then uh, you you went down and then did you think that Neil would walk then end of the season I don't think he he would have I think he should have though because I mean the, the, tran- the good he'd done the transfers he bought were like mind-boggling as well like the Medine the money they wasted on Medine I think we spent three million on Bakuna you could probably call him for like a third of that and he saw Bruno Manga got Aiden Flint in, which is the most bizarre transfer I've ever seen. Because Aiden Flint is an absolute cart horse. <laughs> but what, what what was the feeling like then? Um, you know when you got relegated? Because like with when Cardiff in the Premier League, you, obviously they filled the stadium up, right? You get all, get all the glory hunters coming in. Um, what, what's the what's the tendencies be like this evening then? They're not too bad. They're hovering around. 20-ish, they go up and down. They're not too bad, to be fair. 
But then I think last season, apart from the big games, it didn't really sell out. There were still tickets about. So I don't think the crowd's that bad. I think it's where it's expected. It's just, as you can probably tell from my tone throughout this, it's like a bit of disinterest around at the moment. <laughs> I think, yeah, because the style of football we had, when you're winning, it's fine. But when you're losing, watching that week in, week out, it just go have a neck brace to begin with. And then you just bored out your socks. But yeah, I think with Harris, I mean, he's stuck with a set of players who could play one way. But we are trying now to play a bit more football than we used to. But yeah, I think it's going to take a couple of transfer windows. It's safe to say, mate, like Cardiff, um, it's never a dull <laughs> moment supporting uh, Cardiff, is it? No. There's always something going on. You think it's easy. Yeah, you think it's easy. It's going smooth and then someone just chucks like a, a bomb in there and just mixes it up a bit then. <laughs> I was trying to think of a better word to use than the bomb. I just yeah. couldn't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Um, we'll take a little break here and uh, we'll be back and we'll talk a bit more about the derby. Evening. A cup match between Swansea and Cardiff City will take place tomorrow night as planned. Despite rioting between rival fans in a cup tie between the two sides on Saturday, which left a trail of destruction in Swansea. A top-level meeting of police officers earlier today decided the match should go ahead, even though one senior policeman had given a warning that, in his view, the game should be called off. There were 39 arrests when trouble flared immediately after Saturday's game. Shop fronts were smashed as hundreds of youths ran riot through the city's main shopping streets. Buses used to take Cardiff fans to the game were seriously damaged, their seats and windows torn out and used as missiles. This rock was hurled at one of the buses. It could easily have killed someone inside. A massive police effort is now expected tomorrow night to avoid a repetition of Saturday's violence. All right, welcome back. Um, we've heard a little bit about the recent history of Cardiff City. I'm sure there's a lot more out there to talk about, but um, let's talk about the derby again. So, yeah, it's a, it's a quite infamous one. Um, for me... Um, being a, a Swansea fan based in West Wales, it doesn't really resonate as much as me. Like I, I don't actually hate Cardiff per se, but because I support the club, I have to hate Cardiff. You get me? Like I have got nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing against any Cardiff City fan. But I mean, the the times where we were successful, it's like for me, I left Wales back in two thousand and eight. I think it was, and. We just got promoted to the championship, right? In that time, we've had all this success. So I think I was a lucky charm or something. I don't know. <laughs> For the time. And or unlucky. We, got the success. Or unlucky. Who knows? Who knows? But all that success came and then we played Cardiff. You should have moved away earlier. You would have won the Premier League by now. <laughs> but in that time, we... Because there was a massive gap between Cardiff and Swansea not playing each other like over 10 years, right? 11 years in the league, right? So a lot of fans, particularly Swansea fans, because they, they, when they built the new stadium, that's where a new generation of fans came in to support the club. And no one really experienced the, the derby before. So when we first... Uh, I think we drew you in the, the League Cup, right? Um, yeah. Third round. And that was literally a few... I think maybe a month after I left. So... It was a huge hype for that game, and um, we uh, we ended up beating you one nil. Jordi Gomez free kick, but um, and that that game was pretty bad though. What happened after that? Because I don't think, I don't think the police 
the police sort of knew what was going to happen, but at the time, Swansea didn't have the sort of the facilities, just you know, to to, to curb all that stuff. Because uh, in recent times, they've obviously built a cage to keep uh, the Cardiff fans in. <laughs> Animals, <laughs> like animals. But on that night, they were silly though, because like with League Cup games, they play at night time, right? Because you know, prime time TV, yeah. and they didn't really think of that because obviously a nighttime game midweek, it's going to kick off, right? <laughs> it's going to kick off. Yeah, you've got all day drinking. This, I think, because I think both sets of fans of an egg are a small percentage of dickheads, pretty much. They just play up whenever, wherever. Yeah. Because, like, when you look at the the sort of a league table there for the most arrests, right, across all the leagues, and usually it's usually Cardiff and Swansea are up there. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure that just happens. Well, yeah, I think Cardiff kick off every week, don't they? But I mean, in terms I've of been Swansea, pretty fans, good, mate. Probably... Cl- cl- club of the year for a few well, years. Uh, yeah, were well, you a fam- Yeah, uh, I, I, I did laugh at that. You're a family club. <laughs> change, mate. Chuck a couple of PS4s in the stadium. World changes. <laughs> As I was saying, like, so for me, like, I've never really hated Cardiff, but because I, you know, support the club, you know, that's what you've been told to do, right? Um, and I, I think in the time that we had that success, and there was a lot of, there was a, you know, I used to love waking up early, watching the derby games, and um, at that time we were on TV, mate, because I, I grew up watching, well, following Swansea on the radio, listening to Rob Phillips, BBC Radio Wales, on, on BBC Radio Wales, <laughs> Rob Phillips and bloody uh, Nathan Blake, poor bugger. <laughs> And that's that's how I follow the games. And obviously, the Sky Money came in for the you know the championship. Uh, they were getting broadcasted games. The derby was always broadcasted. And yeah. the good thing about for me, um, particularly this weekend, is that the game is brought forward to like a midday kickoff, lunchtime kickoff back in Wales, which means it's like a one o'clock the, kickoff here. So it's good. They tried to do that for the first game, didn't they? Like to stop trouble, but then Wales got to the. Was it quarters or semis? Or uh, semi. was getting pissed up. I was getting pissed up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so they they brought the game to the midday. So it's good. It's good for like the international audience watching the game. And um, yeah, that, in that time, you know, I remember that particularly our first stint in the championship. Those games were really good. Uh, you know, Martinez versus David Jones, and then we went for a whole bloody string of managers in between that time, and uh, they were good, proper good games uh, on the field. Um, the, the animosity is still there, but obviously it's not the same as it was back in the 80s and the 90s because all this, you know, the police have caught up, you know, with the technological advancements, how to stop all the, the hooligans. And banning but, orders. Yeah, and banning orders. Do you know many people have been banned, Ben? Um, I know a couple who have been. Like, I know of them, a couple who have been, but it hasn't been anything to do with Swansea games. It's just yeah. been other stuff, really. We, we we did talk about some celebrations earlier on. So the Swan, uh, sorry, Cardiff have got the, the Ayatollah, right? Now, I can't have a podcast and not talk about this. Dying to get this we're in gonna, We're going to talk about this, right? So back in... Come on, let's get over it. was it, 1988? Uh, it was Littlewoods Cup. I'm not sure what that is now. What is it, a League Cup or something? <laughs> yeah, is it... No. What was it? Like LD Vans, was it the Milk Cup? No, it's Carabao Cup it's now, car- it? it's Energy Carabao. Drink. <laughs> It literally is like a Thai energy drinker. Yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Cardiff played Swansea at the Vetch, the old uh, Swansea ground. And Card- I think Cardiff won that game um, on the day. I think it was like 1-0 or something. And um, a, a lot of, you know, a little small pocket of Cardiff fans decided to celebrate the win around Swansea City uh, Centre. So, they, you know, 
a gang. Was it the Soul Crew back then? Yeah. Yeah, the Soul Crew. <laughs> and the, Sounds so dreadful mate, now, doesn't it? I know, it? Hey, the infamous Soul Crew from Cardiff. They're probably all pensioners now. Oh, they probably are, mate. What's his name? Vince Alm, isn't it? Oh, yeah, don't worry, he is. <laughs> What's the other guy called? Vince is the one that runs that forum, isn't it? The Supporters Club, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he write the um, the Cardiff City? Did he write that book, The Soul Crew? No, that was that. Um, oh, was the guy who just said he wrote that? Didn't he? Oh, um, what's his name? Big guy, tall oh. guy. It'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. But anyway, um, ah, oh, so a pocket of Cardiff fans. Let's say, well, how many do you reckon it was? Under hundred. Two, one, two hundred. Is that no, the number? Okay. No, six single. Of what one person? Yeah, we'll go with one. <laughs> let's say let's say thirty of them. So thirty were walking around bloody uh, Wine Street, uh, giving it giving it the large. I thought they were back in the Victorian ages with the slums around. Yeah, <laughs> chucking feces out the window into the gutter below. <laughs> bloody horse carriages, <laughs> mate, parked up. <laughs> Ringing a bell, ringing a bell as they go. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they bumped into some Swansea fans who were quite, you know, pissed off about the the result. And the the story goes is um, these Cardiff fans get chased uh, down to down to Swansea Bay, and um, they're fearing for their lives. So this is like back in like in January, right, winter time. And uh, it, the story goes that the Swansea fans chase these uh, these uh, Cardiff hooligans into the, into Swansea Bay. In January, it must be freezing. Oh, mate, freezing, mate, uh, drowning like rats, mate, um, swimming for their lives. And since then, uh, <laughs> there's a swimming for their lives. <laughs> swimming for their lives, mate. And then, um... mate, they got a long swim. <laughs> well, do you reckon they're trying to swim to Cardiff then? I don't know. Geoffrey probably wasn't that bad. They probably had a Western Supermare or somewhere. (laughs) So (laughs) the story goes, um, yeah, so they're swimming for their lives, uh, trying to evade uh, the the Swansea fans. And the thing is, mate, Swansea fans, they've got webbed feet, haven't they? So they're obviously going to jump in the water (laughs) and chase after them. Quick swimmers. (laughs) (laughs) So since then, um, we've uh, we've got the the old... uh, celebration swim away which is like the breaststroke um motion uh you'll see some of it over the years i remember darren prattley did it to you and they always go to some dickhead in the crown has got like swimming bands on and goggles as well don't they <laughs> it's brilliant though i love it i love it I, the amount of times that you get like an old cardiff a player right he'll play against swansea he scores he does the ayatollah and then Vice versa, when a Swansea player does it to you, like it's it's always good. Like it's, <laughs> it's it is it is, it is pretty like, funny. You shouldn't get you sh- you shouldn't get like you shouldn't get banned for like people get like players have got like fined over it. Nah, it's a bit it. it's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Because the amount of shit either side fans give the players during the game, just doing little hand motions, piss all in it. <laughs> but I remember that there yeah, the snorkels. That's quite funny. Eh? <laughs> There's always one in the crowd they show before the game, and it's um, so even a young, young guy, usually an old guy, with like fucking armbands on, rubber ring, and stuff like that. So you've gone out your way to buy that to wear just today. Yeah. 
do, uh, any truth in that story? You reckon? I don't. It's probably some truth. It's just been like most of them just exaggerated the hell, isn't it? It's probably like a load of middle-aged guys chasing a couple of cheap teenagers into the sea. That's what I think it is, eh? And it's just grown from that, then, into, like, a massive thing, like, 20 Swansea fans versus 500 Cardiff fans, and they chase them away. <laughs> it's just end, it probably just ended up like that. God. <laughs> it's embarrassing when you think about it, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's really funny, right? And then, I think, I think about other stories that happen, like, there was times where we weren't even playing you, and uh, I remember when we beat uh, Carlisle in the Millennium, and, um, do you remember that? Do you remember that after the game, Lee Trundle and Alan Tate with a flag, the flag, massive Welsh flower said, "Was it fuck off Cardiff on there?" And then Lee Trundle wore that, wore that T-shirt with uh, you know the little cartoon of a Swansea yeah. fan pissing on the Cardiff shirt, um, and he got he got fined a lot for that. And the thing is, back in them days, um, the FA still in charge, were not they? Both clubs were the ones dishing yeah. out the fines. <laughs> <laughs> not smart based well obviously the FAW based saying about that I remember when Cardiff I think we were going to a playoff game I can't remember what player it was but someone like got booked and we were still in the FAW at the time and they rescinded it when it shouldn't have been so we had that player available and it caused absolute ructions it was great in Kavanaugh wasn't was it, it? Ca- I can't remember I just remember that happening it was ruction must be Kavanaugh and that's what like transferred us over then to like the English FA <laughs> So, like, Trundle and Bloody Tate got fined. I remember that now. It was Kavanagh. He got... It was he against got, Stoke. was in the he playoff got final. And he got rescinded. And the playoff semis or something, wasn't it? Oh, mate. You used to get such preferential treatment. It is, eh? And I think that's that's what I think the animosity comes down to for Swansea fans. Because, like, with um, particularly the BBC, all the institutions are based yeah. in Cardiff, right? So, the BBC... Often, often there is the the, the Bluebirds uh, broadcasting corporation. Maybe the S four C and Carmarthen spreading out a little bit. Ah, mate. Like we all know, it's it's all pretty biased to Cardiff. Like, because I remember when, like, like we watch, like we've got iPlayer over here, so we watch like all the you know uh, stuff from the UK. When we when we be on the, like the the with you on the nine right or the BBC Wales News right, we watch that stuff right, and when the sport comes on right. Nothing mentioned about Swansea, right? It was all Cardiff. And Cardiff went to the Championship then. And then as soon as Cardiff got promoted, right? Premier League all the time. And then and then that season when we were not in the Premier League, that was a painful one because literally everything was a focus towards Cardiff mm. in the Premier League. And even when you were losing, like they would sort of like gloss over the results. I think <laughs> you know? I see it differently. I see that they're more biased to like the rugby than the football in general for Swansea and Cardiff. Because it'd be on the news if, like, Alan Wynne Jones had a shit or something. It'd be, like, one of the main news is on the, on, on the news. <laughs> That's a fair call, mate. That's a fair call. I haven't actually asked you, mate. So what's your actual, what's your actual thoughts on the derby then? As in, how, what do you feel towards Swansea? I mean, when it comes up, I think the biggest grunt of it is bragging rights, Nick. So so close, so intertwined that people Cardiff. Like, especially with the Valleys, are so mixed of Swansea Cardiff fans. I think a biggest thing comes from there, doesn't it? The bragging rights. I think that's the biggest thing from it. It's like when they go into work and just have the banter and the piss ripped out of them. I think it comes from that. Because, yeah, it's like you said earlier, I don't hate Swansea fans, apart from when we're playing them. But, yeah, it's about it. It's... But I think bragging rights has that big thing, doesn't it? Just people winding people up over the results. Because, like, I remember... Um, uh... A few guys I met last time I was in Wales away, these gogs, and they were telling me about um, that trip to the San Siro 
back in like 2003, um, where Wales they got they got dicked by Italy four nil, right? But they throughout the whole game they were getting abuse from the Italian fans, right? They were chucking piss at them. Uh, one apparently there's a story where they dropped down the bloody moped <laughs> onto the. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you take a moped to the stands? One guy bought a stand. So the, How do you get that into a turnstile? Well, I mean, like, the story is, Mike, this is true, right? So De- Dewey from... Um, Dewey, Dewey Gwyn, right? From um, from Rill. So he he told me that they bought a moped in, the Italian fans. So the way that the, the stadium works is the way fans are on the bottom tier and you've got the whole, like... Uh, the top tier is full of, covered with Italian fans, right? But this is where they put the ultras in, right? And there's like a net that separates the home and the away fans, right? This year, just a net. No no fence or nothing, just a net. That's not holding a Vespa, is it? No, it's not. So they dropped down like, pretty much a Vespa onto the Welsh fans. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Like, why? You... That's going to be the most expensive like thing ever to be in chapter fans. <laughs> You I, have like a bottle of piss or a couple of pound coins. Yeah, you check a vest for it though. Well, I'm not sure pound coins, mate. But the, a few pennies worth, maybe a two p coin. If you still got the two p coins. <laughs> but yeah, they they checked all that stuff with them. But the thing is, what it wasn't that that kicked off. It was um, after the game. Um, this the story goes: Cardiff and Swansea fans at the game were just kicking off, fighting each other. So the the Italian ultras are you know they're up for it they're waiting for a fight but they just look at the the Swansea in fans fighting. in Swansea Kyle fans in fighting between themselves and the ultras have thought oh you know what we'll just leave this <laughs> <laughs> they're doing it for us we don't yeah, need to exactly. do anything <laughs> so then the police had to obviously separate the two Welsh like sets of Welsh fans away from each other this is like this happens during the game now I'm not sure it's fueled be, uh, by the result or what what's happening on the pitch but. Or the Vespa landed on women, but like it's sort of, <laughs> it's, it's off him. It's bizarre, and I, I think the rivalry. It's just, it's such a, oh, it's pretty toxic. Yeah. But like that, that's back in two thousand three. Things have changed now, and I think the whole yeah. uh, together stronger campaign for the, the last Euros was pretty good. It did. It has. It's died. It's died on big time with the Wales I games. I think it united both fan bases for sure. But you sort of felt like I remember when I. My last trip watching Wales, it's sort of um, that, particularly in the gigs, it sort of it did get a little bit toxic again. Um, I, I saw it a, a, a few like when I ever when I ever like talk to some people, I sort of just hang out with the gogs because I know I can get along with them. I this be fair to the gogs, mind they they yeah. travel everywhere. To be fair for Wales they do. games, like the Hungry game was a Monday Tuesday night. Down there, there's so many cogs out. Like, I'll have a drive home. Yeah, like I know I got a good, good mate of mine. My mate um, lives in a, in um, Canavon, and he's a teacher, right? So he leaves school on the bell, drives down, gets <laughs> running kick out, off, pushing the kids past as he gets out. <laughs> yeah, he, he, lacked, but he basically it was a three and a half four hour drive, and he gets to the seven forty five kickoff or whatever, it's seven thirty kickoff on dot on the dot there for the anthem. Watches the game and then drives home that night. Fair, fair play. That's good effort. Oh mate, and a lot of people do that. Like I've, my, the guy I was mentioned before, Derry Gwynn, Like he for the Euros, he 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 pretty much left his job because of the Euros because the teachers <laughs> were banned from uh, from going. Take them off. Like all, so he, yeah, he he retired. <laughs> well, the Euros in France. Yeah, Euros in France. So he 
he retired because because um, it's just summer holidays, wasn't it? No, no, no. Uh, um, because it was in June, wasn't it? June, July. Oh, sh- yeah, the breakup July, end of July, didn't it? Yeah. So all the teachers in North Wales uh, were told like no one was allowed to take any leave for any reason, um, because of the Euros, right? Thing is, he he um he was like, okay, right, I'm just going to leave then. <laughs> Problem is, mate. The prince, the the principal, the head teacher at school was also like a well, an avid Welsh fan. So he, <laughs> so he, <laughs> so he had to take the same uh, option as well. <laughs> Shit, and he ended up retiring as well. So like, it's mad. But when you look at it now, you think, wow, it was worth it, wasn't it? Yeah. How far we got in the tournament? Um, definitely worth it. And there's not many. There's- not many teachers in North Wales, is it? So they probably walked straight into a job. That's true, that's true. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the whole following Wales away isn't as bad now. But I did I did think, I did feel a bit, I do feel a bit uneasy saying I'm a Swansea fan. I like, talk to like Cardiff fans. Like, the, the majority of them are, are nice yeah. people, but like you, you always you always get some knobheads out there. There'll just be the one dickhead who'll just spoil it for everyone. Pretty much, pretty much. And um, yeah, 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 it's. It is improving. I think. I think, um, as you said before, mate. Um, a lot of the the old fan base, the old timers, they've you know they dying off literally. They are, they are dying <laughs> off. <laughs> For me, it's the nineties. Oh, mate. I mean, it's it just come back to my head, mate. The guy that wrote the Soul Crew book was um, uh, Anis. Um, oh, that's the guy. That guy. <sighs> We're a waste of paper. The the, the cash pennant of uh, Cardiff. <laughs> I think that's how he used to style himself, didn't he? Yeah, biggest grass uh, <laughs> in football. It is embarrassing all that stuff when you look back, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's pretty funny. Um, right, so let's talk about the game um, on the weekend now. Mm-hmm. And um, going into it, I have to say both teams are on a pretty pretty dire run. We both got. Smacked by QPR recent weeks. You lost six one. We lost five one. Yeah, where where did that come from? Well, your your one was a bit of a shock because that was your first team. Our one was a bunch of reserves. Well, like QPR just struggled to score, play us, and then bang us for six. And a dreadful defender. Apart from that, mate, um, Newhouse has come in, and you you did pick up some results as you usually do when a new manager comes in. But um, it seemed to yeah, I think we were uh, we were unbeaten it. In nine before the QPR game, really? Yeah, mostly draws, but we're unbeaten in nine. I think he's slowly turning it. But as I said earlier, the players we've got—I mean, they're there for like one style of football. Yeah. So I think it's going to take yeah a while to turn it. Because what about you guys? Yeah, because you're a bit up and down. You've got a couple of decent loan signings this week, even though they're young. I don't know how I feel about Cooper. I just—I'd. He's a nice guy. But I just don't. He's think hit he... the ugly tree as well, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I just don't think he's a manager material. If you get me, like he's a good. He's coach. a coach. Oh, he's a coach, but I don't think he's a good coach. Because I was saying this to like my mates the other day. Like we, with a good coach, you, you should see some improvement in your players, right? Players should improve throughout the season. But with Cooper, like a lot of our players, like a good ones from last season, like um, like Connor Roberts, for example, Selena, like they've not. They've not played well this season, and there's a ma- there's a massive difference between Graham Potter and, and Steve Cooper so far because the players under um, under Graham Potter they actually improved throughout the season. Like Daniel James, you know he wasn't 
Manchester United material or a, pl- a Premier League standard player last season. He wasn't um, at the start of the season. But after Christmas, he started to kick on. So, like, players improved throughout the season. Whereas Cooper, um, I think we just had a lucky start this season. You know, we... Well, you were on fire to begin with, didn't you? We won five out of the first six. I think one draw as well. And we beat Leeds at a time away at Ellen Road. And we're flying. But I think that was in the offset of last season. The form continued from what Potter left. And then things have got stale over time. Because uh, we went through like a, a good month or two months without a win, you know. Um, and then the, the the first derby came along and thankfully we won. Because I think if, had we lost that, um, Cooper would have been out by now. And he's been living off that first result, I think. Since I think the other way around, if... If we had won, I think Warner could still be in a job as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the way that that first game, mate, like it, it was a strange feeling because, like, it was just after the semi final game, so I was obviously depressed from losing to South Africa. I, I just wasn't up for it. I think it was like a half an hour window, wasn't it, between the two games? Yeah, it was literally not <sighs> far after each other. And I was like, I'm not up for this anymore. And then it just was, it was a weird it was a flat game I have to say the atmosphere wasn't that good like Warnick said <laughs> um, it wasn't too good and then yeah I was relieved we scored the goal but it, was, it just wasn't the same feeling as it used to be I think um, and I wasn't that, I'll be honest with you mate I wasn't as nervous for this one like I have been in the past because I think we're probably on the same lines here like supporting our clubs right now is just it's not it's not the same feel is it like it's, you just feel oh god here we go for another 90 minutes going uh, through the motions kind of thing is nothing ah oh, you know the, the, talking about dodgy owners you've had yeah. like the ones you've got in the moment have been a bit <laughs> up and down haven't they just like acid stripping pretty much mate, up mate Where, where's the up and that it's been down since they've been in mate what what's what were they achieved in the last what four years they've been with us acid stripping god like look at look at the money we've made, right? So we've made, uh, we projected like half a billion, right, in the Premier League. That's what we've done, right? Um, what what have we got left to show from that? You know, we 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 haven't um, built a bigger stadium. It's still the same capacity as it was back in the old days, right? Um, we've got academy, right? Which you know, with nice facilities, new training ground, pretty cool, right? But the problem is. Mm. Um, we've lost a few, you know, a few of our top coaches now, like um, Cameron Toshek, he's buggered off and his staff is gone. So there's rumours now saying that we're going to downgrade to Category B. Do you? Um, so at the moment, this academy. that's what said, like last season, this especially seemed to get you through, was the academy. Yeah. And that's Looking what, from the outside. No, definitely, mate. That's, you know, that's that's true. Um, but like, I mean, what, what have we actually got to show, mate? We've, you know, we've got an academy that's going to be broken up and, you know, which is a shame because you know when you're competing against when you got Cardiff on your doorstep, you know that I think that's been a great thing for us to have a good academy because you know we've lost a lot of players going to Cardiff because they've had the better academy than us. So like if if the rumours are true, we're cutting down to Category B. There'll be a massive loss for us. Um, Apparently, the rumours are we are trying to go back up to Category One. Yeah, as well. Exactly. That's that's what I'm a bit worried about. That. Um, so like the stadium's not bigger, the the academy's a bit iffy right now. Um, we've ended up with, you know, a very bang average team, relying on 
you know, youngsters coming in. So if you're going to cut the academy away, then we are. Where's the, the talent going to come from? Uh, you know, we've we haven't got a new stadium. Like we haven't got a new stadium sponsor since we've been in the Premier League. It's still the Liberty Stadium. You know, no one's sponsoring it. Um, you know, we've got a mid-level kit supplier in Joma. You know, bloody awful. Mate, they made the worst Cardiff kits ever. Ah, oh, mate. The standard quality, dreadful. Kit supply is rubbish. Our sponsor's rubbish. Um, you know, attendances, you know, they, apart from the big games, they're pretty much, you know, very much a League One um, attendance. If that, Where are you going at the moment then? Uh, I'd say average of 16,000, 16, 17,000. Bear in mind our stadium's only 20,000. Um, 60,000... 17, that's, you know, that's all the, I think the home fans can only have that anyway because they designate 2,000 to the way end. Um, and not maybe, not every team brings 2,000 to the Liberty. It's a long, it's a long, uh, long trip. Um, so yeah, what have we actually got to show, mate, for half a billion? Like we've got, you know, nothing to show for it. Uh, yeah, we had a nice cap, Brian. We won the League Cup. We went into Europe and all that. Uh, got some good wins over some big teams. We beat Cardiff, you know, 3-0 in the, in the Premier League. But um, like, what have we actually got to show for it? All we've got to show for it is these bunch of sellouts driving Jaguars down in the Mumbles. Do you mean? Like Hugh Jenkins or them Cause, lot. Yeah. Because uh, when, from looking outside, the last couple of years, it seemed like it was going downhill because your recruitment, like totally changing the Premiership. Because you run Earth in gems, building them a flog and I'm having decent players. And towards the end, then you can just, like any other team, just buy in, bang average players for way too much money. I, th- I don't know... <laughs> I said before, mate, the the luck started when I left, but actually, I ha- I think the luck sort of ended when I went back home because I came back. Um, it's a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Swansea played Man United, right? We beat them two one, right? Are um, you and Gomi scored, right? So we beat them two one. We were undefeated four games going into that game, right? And we won. And then I had tickets to the way game at Watford but I actually flew out that same day so I thought I'm not going to risk it here so I'm mm. just going to not go to it and ever since that game that's when all the bad stuff happened because the yeah I think Gary Monk lost what happened there something yeah something happened there didn't it didn't he was it Loudrup before him didn't he like put Loudrup in the shit or something yeah 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 yeah. so Gary Monk is pretty much the, the biggest Judas at the club because he got rid of Paolo Souza when he was hosting his own little training sessions with with all the with all like um, the click, there was a strong click at Swansea. So you had like Leon Britton, you had Alan Tate, you had Gary Monk, right? And then they got rid of Souza, and then Brendan Rodgers came in. We got promoted. I don't think Brendan Rodgers. I think he just left on his own terms. Really, he had a better deal. And then Loudrup came in and had some great success. And I think things got sour for Loudrup after we lost to Cardiff in the in the first derby. In the Premier League, um, things went dire from then on, and then Gary Monk, yeah, he put the knife in again because he wasn't getting he wasn't getting game time. Uh, and the thing is, he was club captain, even though like Ashley Williams was wearing the the armband, right? Um, it was Gary Monk was captain, but he didn't play a game until um, Lauder got sacked. <laughs> so like, so then they 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 got pretty much says it all. Says so it he, all. He stuck the knife into Lauder, and since Lauder's gone, that's when the club. You know, at our peak, mate, we were, you know, when we beat Valencia 3-0 away from home, the Mestalla, like that was our peak. You know, we had Buddy, Me Too, Boney, you know, De Guzman, all these players, right? And that's when we were at our peak. And then since then, downhill. And the funny thing about it was Gary Monk's first game was the derby against Cardiff. 
and 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 Ollie was yeah. in, Ollie was in there was, as well. So like, and we we won three 0 on the day, which was a great result. But when you look in hindsight, you think that could be the worst thing that happened to us because we ended up with Gary Mike. Um, <laughs> you, yeah, I think you were lucky you come under a Solskjaer team because I remember that game and we were we just had no idea. He was trying to impose totally different tactics that players were used to. And no one had a clue what they were doing, and you just turned up and I don't think you you played that well. Yeah, you just yeah. thumped us that easy. And since I, so then we ended up. Ah, oh, I think um, I think Monk had a full season after that where we finished like the highest ever placing, right in the top ten, and then that's the se- the following season. That's when I came back to the Liberty, and then since then that's all the bad troubles happened. <laughs> so stay away pretty much. But yeah, yeah, we've we've had a. Well, I'm I, I moan about it every week on here, mate, but. The, the Yanks are just, ah, yeah, it's it's asset stripping to the max. And when you had like a good manager last season with Graham Potter, who worked a bloody miracle with us last season, because I think I generally thought we'd go down um, last year. But um, yeah, we've got Steve Cooper who's come in and he's doing the best he can. I, I don't agree with his tactics most games, but I mean... If you've got a pile of shit to work with, and that's all you've got to work with, right? <laughs> you can't polish a turd. Can you, you can't polish a turd exactly. So no. that's all we've got. And um, like leading to this this game on the weekend, like it's it's too. I don't know how we're sixth on the table. You're where are you now? Tenth. Yeah, I think we're four points off you, aren't we? Like it's it's crazy how both of us are still in this position where, you know, potentially, you know. It's a massive result for either team if you get the three points. Um, for us, we've got the you know the whole history behind us. You know, we need to if we win on the weekend, that's a double, right? The first yeah, league, yeah, the first time. This is this this is why I think our derby is better than most ones because you know think of it like you see okay, I'm not going to compare it to the old firm derby. They play each other three times a year though, right? Whereas Swansea Cardiff can go for years, years not playing each other, you know. And to to have that, you know, um, stat there where no one's actually done the double, double. over each other, like I, it's it's crazy. It's impressive. And, um, yeah, it's. I, I don't think there's any other derby out there that's done that. No. You know, and you know we played each other like maybe in the league like over. Oh, I say maybe and just the sixty times right since nineteen twelve. So it would show you that we've not actually been in the same league. Those massive gaps, yeah, huge gaps, right? Because you were always above us. Um, until recent times, so um, yeah, uh, it's we've got the whole history behind us. I think the difference between us and Cardiff, particularly in that first game, was um, the players and our manager as well. He's a Welsh manager, you know. Uh, his dad's a huge Cardiff fan, so he knew what. Yeah, the... do you remember his dad? Yeah, he's a referee, wasn't he? Yeah, he was he used to host like you know the functions of the stadium before the game and stuff. Yeah. So he used to host them, but as soon as his son got the job, he uh, hand his right, he had to like hand hand his nose in because he thought it was a conflict of interest. Really? Yeah. So he doesn't do her anymore. Because <laughs> he used to do like so he's lost some pocket money then. Oh, big time! Very <laughs> wish his son gets sacked so he can get back into his job then. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so like, so I think with Steve Cooper, he understands what it means, right? And we played a lot. I think we played a lot better that day. We didn't play particularly well, um, but just enough to beat you guys because at the time you were really poor. Now going to going to Sunday, right? I think both teams have had a, a you know a 
a spanking by QPR. So it sort of levels the playing field a bit. Um, I'm a bit weary of this one because I think under Harris, you've improved a lot. Um, I think Tomlin's on form as well and he's a yeah. game changer on his day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Lee Tomlin, like, I think he's a good player. Um, you know, he obviously had that um, weight issues. <laughs> but when under Warnock, when he did have a couple of games under Warnock, you start in with him and he's a type of player and take him off after 60 minutes. 60 minutes on is when he, like, he pulls the strings. It's absolute waste of a player doing that. But now, yeah, he's fit enough. He's playing 90 minutes and... 60 minutes on, when it starts breaking up a bit, so he just it seems to come into his own then. So, so what do you reckon is going to happen on the weekend then? May I be happy with a draw? I'd take, I'd take a draw, just to not lose that double. But, I don't know, both teams are so up and down. I don't, I think our team now will be more up for it than they were the first game. But, I don't know, we're so static in the middle and our defence can't handle pace. Like, we've... Yeah, we've got some issues right now because um, Michael van der Horn, I don't think he's playing on the weekend because he's picked up an injury uh, in the last league game and he's a big player for us. And what happens is, though, uh, if he doesn't play, we've, we've got Ben Wilmot, who I know he played well in the first derby, but he's not really a starter. He's still young. But then we've got, like, Ben Cabango, right? Brilliant name. Um... So we've got a centre peer like partnership. He's from Cardiff as well, isn't he? He's from Cardiff, yeah. Um, he, he was on loan to the, the New Saints to start of the season. And then we had all these injuries. Was he? Yeah, yeah. He, went, he played about like a, fifth, like a few games, like 10, 15 games of them. And then, um, yeah, he's, what, 19? So we've got a partnership of Ben Cabango with, with Wilmot. So 19, 20-year-olds in the middle of the park, right? A centre-back, right? Um, which is, you know, up against... You know, ex- quite experienced front line with Cardiff. I just, th- I just feel, ah, oh, no, it's, it's a bit of an ask, really, having those two together in the derby. So hopefully, Vanderhorn's back. Because we'll probably start with Glatzel up front. He's he's a big guy, but he's not kind of a bruising centre forward. Nah. nah, so that's what I'm I'm feeling about uh, at the back. It's a bit shaky. Our midfield, man. I'm not, I'm not sure who's got the worst midfield, but our midfield's yeah, it, it, it has been dire yeah. this season. <laughs> Yeah, ours is like there's just nothing there. Like, um, oh gosh, like we've got Matt Grimes, right? Who's club captain, and I just, I just don't know. Yeah. Is he the one you bought from like Lincoln or wherever years ago or something? No, like that? no, we, we uh, Exeter, Exeter, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, so just, oh, I just don't know, mate. And then we have we still got Tom Carroll on the box, but he's as useless to the tits of the ball, you know, like just bloody awful. <laughs> Um, when are you like going to be the next big thing with your Spurs as well? Oh, mate. He was, yeah. Oh, God. What about Kyle Norton? Is he still there? Kyle Norton, yeah. He he, he, puts, a, he puts a shift in. Uh, he's actually, this is what I was saying before, mate, with um, how players have digressed and uh, and the Cooper because like Connor Roberts was like house on fire last season, right? Mm. Can't get any game time anymore. Like Kyle Norton, even Kyle Norton's playing better than him. Like, <laughs> You know, um, so I'm the yeah. Euros coming up, and our Liverpool youngster, yeah. he needs like step up, don't he? Exactly, yeah. Well, what's his name? Nico Williams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was, yeah, I, I totally agree with that, mate. Um, Connor Roberts need to pull a finger out because 
right now, mate, I wouldn't pick him for my final team. I wouldn't. Um, I'd go with Genter and that new kid from Liverpool. Um, it's all it's all about form, I think, mate. You can't pick based on reputation. But yeah, our midfield our midfield's very weak. Um, the only blessing we've had this season is Andre Ayew, um, who thankfully is still at the club. He probably be sold mate after. The, I reckon after Derby, he's gone. Like <laughs> the flogging. <laughs> like they bought in Rian Brewster, which is like I think a good signing, but. It's a tough ask to start him. Start in the, yeah. in the derby. Like I, the thing is, we're we're bloody beer bones right now. We've only got we've only got two strikers now um, at the club. And are you? We play him as a striker, but he's not really a striker. He's more of a winger or a yeah, he's like a winger player. inside forward, isn't he? Yeah. Pretty much. So like, yeah, we've got him, and we brought a kid in from from Chelsea. I, I, it's a tough ask to. I know they've won a World Cup, mate, for England, but I mean, it's tough ass playing them against Canada. Under 17 footballs. Round. Yeah, under 17 footballs, different, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least you sign a player. There's literally nothing in the pipeline for Cardiff at all. There's no. There's, no, there's like nothing that looks like it's going to happen. Isn't Neil Harris been brought in to sort of cut costs this season and build next season? I'm not sure. It doesn't seem. He hasn't really been clear. And it just doesn't seem to be much direction in that. Yeah. I mean, saying earlier, the championship this year, apart from Leeds and West Brom, is piss poor. And I think if anyone could chuck a run of a couple of games together, they, they're they going to be right in the mix for the playoffs. <laughs> exactly, mate. Exactly. Because, like, the winner for this game. So, if we win, we, we jump to fourth, I think, or third. Uh, if you win, you just a point behind us. Point off um, you, yeah. Yeah, and then the thing is, you could go on a run. You know, that a win... On the weekend, could give any team, you know, the, you know, the push they need, really, you know, because um, I, I, I just, I just think, mate, I think I'll take a draw. I'd love to win, but the thing is, like, we've had better, we've had better teams play against you and not do the double, so it'd be a disservice, I think, to the derby if we did it. I think because both teams, <laughs> it's not our strongest teams, teams are the poor squads. Yeah, it's not the strongest. I, I wouldn't yeah, say the Premier League. But- we weren't. Even though we were a lot better team than you were, it wasn't your strongest team. I think your strongest team against us would have been um, the championship. The first game we played you. Yeah. Yeah. Them days. Like with Chopper and all them. You know, like that That was... Chopper, McCormack, yeah. Boothroyd. Yeah. Yeah. Steve McPhail. That's right. That's right. That was probably your... That was probably like the two teams together. Like that was probably the, the most competitive Derbies, those ones. So, like, I think if we win the weekend, it, it'll be a bit of a disservice, I think, to the derby as a neutral. Um, but I, I'll take a draw. I think I honestly think we'll we probably lose, mate. Um, not that we've lost too many games this season, but that that defeat against QPR hasn't helped us. Just not do. I th- I think it all depends. We start centre back as well. Yeah. Because Bamba's back now, but he's been since he's been back, he's been hit and miss, and like. He had been playing at one point, Morrison and Flint, and they're both like cart horses at back. There's no pace there. But he's brought Nelson in, who's got a bit of pace, has helped a bit. But yeah, I think it depends. Because Jazz Richards is playing well now. He's come, actually come into the team. Yeah. Actually seen him yeah. put a string of games together for the first time since he signed. Yeah. Um, Ex Swansea boy, Jazz. Like, I bet he, mate, he scores on the weekend if he plays. What celebration do you reckon he's doing? The swim away or the Ayatollah? <laughs> Because he was a Cardiff schoolboy, wasn't he? Before he joined Swans Academy. Yeah. What would you do, mate? Or if I was Jazz Richards? Well, yeah, yeah. If you were Jazz Top Richards. Top off and take the yellow card. 
It wouldn't be a pretty sight, though. <laughs> did, did you get booked, though? When, when, when you get booked, though, to, to do the Ayatollah? I'm not sure. I think you get booked, don't you? I don't know. I've seen him do... I don't know. I haven't seen any player do it for years. If he, if he, if he did it in front of the... Swansea the, fans, he probably would, wouldn't he? I think under the law, if you go and like aggravate... Antagonising the crowd, the, isn't it? The, yeah. Exactly. You you get fined for for sure. I'm not sure if you get booked, but yeah, it wouldn't be nice anyway. <laughs> oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting what happens this weekend. Um, in terms of the rest of your season, where do you see Cardiff ending up? Where we are now, to be honest, I think I think it's just going to be one of those seasons. Just suck it up and yeah, suck it up and start again next. I think he's going to have to shift a lot of players and. Because it was a bit of disappointment when we got Harris, because everyone thought it was just going to be Neil Warnock Mark Two. There are, there are. I think he's just working with what he's got at the moment. There are signs we are trying to play a bit more, not be as direct. But I think yeah, the players we got doing up. But I, yeah, I'd be happy for mid table. What do you reckon for Swansea? Swansea, um, uh, I think we'd be very lucky to finish the playoffs. I, I've. I actually don't want us to go up. Um, not with these mad, um, not with the owners. Sorry, um, we just don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. Um, the players aren't good enough to be in the Premier League, and I just, I, I don't want us to go up ever again where we're not ready for it. Um, build a bit. Yeah, build a bit. I don't want to be one of the flash of pan, you know, clubs like Cardiff that go up from last season. You know, <laughs> that's it. I think Burnley <laughs> had the best idea, didn't they? They were like a yo-yo club for a bit, but they. Built, invested, and now they seem to be. Even though they're not the best brand of football, they're still in there. And I'll be honest, with you mate. I, if you ask me, what our goal should be as Swansea fans, I think it's just to stay in a championship and enjoy it. Because I don't want to be in the Premier League. Because I just didn't enjoy it. The last nah. few seasons we we're there, it's like you, you don't even know if you're going to score a goal. You look at the team sheet and you go, "Oh, here we go. We're not going to score a goal this week." You, you just know? set up to defend, and you. Ah, oh, it's like the stuff with like. Um, oh, Paul Clement, you know, a bloody awful. Oh shit, I forgot you had him. Paul Clement, bloody Francesco Guidolin, you had bloody Bob Bradley. Guidolin and Bob Bradley. <laughs> Bob Bradley, we've had them all, mate. We've had I'm glad all. you're bringing these up. I forgot all about these howlers. Oh mate, bloody diet. And then, yeah, just, oh, whenever I look at Loudrop or hear his name, I think, God, what, what a missed opportunity there. Because we could have, honestly, mate, if we had Loudrip's team in the season that Leicester won the league, I think we could have been up there in the top four because everything fell into Leicester's palm. Everything fell into place. You know, everyone was on trans. All the big teams were in transition or going to shit. And we could have, if we were there then with Loudrip's team, we could have done something. But we'll never know. Um, I honestly think we could have built something really good with with Loudrip, but. It's, it's a shame what's happened to us. We've had all these shit managers come in. And, oh, Carlos Calvial, like, was, oh, God. Oh. We bottled it, mate. The season that we got relegated, we should have stayed up. We should have, but we bottled Didn't it. Didn't he? End. Was it with you or was it when he was at Sheffield Wednesday? You had the five pound note thing at his press conference. <laughs> Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he had some crackers. Like, he was cracking his. his uh, uh, analogies are brilliant. Like, I think when we beat, because we had a run right when he came in, we beat, um, we yeah, definitely beat Liverpool and we we beat Arsenal right. And his analogy for I'll never forget it. It was the one where he compared Liverpool as a like a Ferrari, you know, um, <laughs> I think driving I remember this. 
it was like a Ferrari um, driving a, a town. It doesn't go fast, you know what I mean? It needs an open road, you know, a, 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 a track. To, to ride in so that's what Swansea were we were just a bloody a, a, a few zebra crossings and a few light stop you know what I mean traffic lights there so <laughs> like some he came up with some cracking analogies but yeah so we've had him we bottled it that season I remember Bradley and that was just embarrassing even from a Cardiff fan literally got the job because of the owners yeah it's it's embarrassing I think with the owners I honestly going back to your question I don't think we're not going to get promoted this season. I hope we don't with these guys. Long- I think whoever goes up third is just going to get tuned oh. every week. Yeah, hammering. yeah. The, as you said, mate, the the championship this season is is awful. Um, yeah, I mean, do, do we want Leeds to go up? <laughs> I'm hoping they bottle it like they do most years because the way they play, they just seem to burn out, don't they, in the new year? Yeah, well, yeah. You, you saw the other day, mate, with um, when they played Arsenal, like they. They bossed it for sixty minutes, yeah. and then that, all that crazy, bloody Balsa pressing. You know. It just kills them. They haven't got the fitness for it. I don't think any team's got the fitness for nah, it. I'm just hoping that you know the annual collapse will happen soon. <laughs> Touch wood. All right, then. This will fucking have him. Why is it that some teams' corner flags and halfway flags are triangular, and some are fucking square? Go on then. Never fucking get this one. Oh, fucking hell, I know this. I fucking know it. I know it's something to do with Premier and Ensley League stadium capacities. No, it's not. I know. It's so that if they got square flags on a pitch, the crowd knows they're on fucking telly. Isn't it? Because the square flags is like a telly. Then the crowd can tell the fucking game's on telly. You don't fucking know, do you? haven't got a fucking clue. Go on, then. It's because if you've won the FA Cup, it means you can have triangular flags on your fucking pitch because you've won the fucking cup. And that is fucking right. That's why Cardiff has got triangles and Swansea's got fucking squares. So if Swansea wins the cup... We get triangular flags. Fuck off! It's in the book. Come on, ten fucking seconds. I'm sure we'll be talking to each other after the the result, whatever it is. Depends what the result is, to be honest. <laughs> All right, well, mate, um, we'll have, we'll definitely have. Oh, it's been a pleasure to have you on, mate. But um, we'll definitely have you on again uh, before the Euros. No, it's around. been good. Enjoyed it. Uh, I um yeah, it's been good to catch up with you again. And um, whatever the result is on the weekend, mate, made the the best team win. <laughs> That's hopefully. <laughs> I'm not. I should be confident. I should be, but I'm just like ah. Oh. <sighs> mate, I'm not confident at all. It's probably the first time. It's probably the worst I felt for Derby, as in like the interest levels, because usually you get a bit perked up for it, excited for it. But it's just a bit lackluster. Well, it's, the it's not easy, mate. Being you know going to the derby, knowing that you you, you can't lose. Because <laughs> what what yeah. would it mean to you guys? Like, imagine if you do lose on the weekend, what what would it mean? What would happen? Do you think? I think there'll be a massive turn against Harris. Yeah, that'll be the biggest thing from it, and I think 
the creeks are slowly there after Warnock and, and Point and Harris. I think they'll get bigger and bigger. So we, I think he needs a draw. Even though he hasn't been in long, I think the fans are slowly getting disgruntled. It's probably the same with you as well, is it? Oh, wow. For us, I th- there's a lot of people that don't like... Co- I don't like Cooper personally uh, as a manager. Um I mean, who's out there though? If we sack him now, then who are we going to bring in? Do you mean like you might as well just keep him? It depends how we play. If we lose, Warnock's about oh, me, mate. <laughs> I don't think we're that desperate. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, I just think it depends the manner that you lose the game. If we do lose, yeah. If it's a scra- if it's a scrappy goal, if it's a scrappy goal, or it's uh, you know. If the referee's influenced by, you know, a coin being thrown at him, <laughs> like Mike Dean was. God, we have to mention that quickly. Mike Dean, that the derby, the last ever derby in Indian Park, where was Joe as well. the goal. 2-1, we're going to win this game, and then bloody uh, Mike Dean gets hit by a coin. Oh, before that, mate, Mike Dean gets hit by a yeah. coin by a Cardiff fan. Um, come from then... a bomb bank as well, the standers in. Oh no, did it come from the Grange? Did it come from the Grange or the Bob? Well, whoever it was, mate, did a bloody good job because he, Mike Dean got some bloody amnesia or whatever. He forgot how to ref. Mate, con- concussion never hurt anyone. Oh, mate. He, he gave that bloody stupid penalty to... Was it Ross McCormack, was it? Who, who went down the box? Was it Chopper? Penalty all day. Who was it? I can't remember, but McCormack put the penalty away. I think it was McCormack went down and McCormack took the penalty. Chop- Chopper was playing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think... Didn't Chopper go down the box? It was a dive, wasn't it? it might, no, it wasn't a dive. Definitely a pen. It came, it came off a corner. I remember it was a corner, and then someone went flying down the box. Because I remember watching the game, not expecting anything, and then all of a sudden, just blew a whistle and just going nuts then, and being arse clenched for five seconds after for the penalty. I remember that game too. Like, Joanna scored, like, brilliant. This is like three o'clock in the morning, I think, over here. Going ape shit in the house, waking everyone up, <laughs> and then I'm about to go to about, about to go to bed, knowing that we're beating Cardiff at Indian Park, and then um, fucking the penalty comes along. I thought oh, brought down God, the third bullshit. Honestly, mate, Mike Mike Dean should have been subbed off as soon as he got hit by the coin. <laughs> he should have been. Fucking put Nigel Owens on or someone to rest the game fairly. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with Mike Dean. Cracking decision that day. Oh mate. <laughs> well, you got lucky that day, mate. Hopefully you're not that lucky tomorrow. <laughs> Alright, mate, last words, mate. Yeah, hopefully uh we'll win. I can rub your nose in here a bit then, that's about it. <laughs> All good, mate. Uh pleasure to have you on. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast. Um if you haven't already, go and check out our social medias at the Extra Trials on Instagram. And YouTube, um, you would have seen a post on our Instagram page. We're looking for new players um, to join uh, the Trials FC in 2020. Um, so if you're over 18, oh, actually, if you're over 16 um, and live in Auckland, send us a DM through Insta or you can email us at uh, theexitrials at gm.com. Uh, who knows, you could be the new uh, Sam Coyle or the new Jasper Lau. Anyway, uh, all the best to Swansea tomorrow. Please don't let me down. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast, and uh, we'll see you again. Kaki Dano.